Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hockey fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan, Brave the Wild is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps and also a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you so much to, to Dylan and Kyle, very uh, coming out of Vancouver, British Columbia. Really, really appreciate you guys. Um, it, thank you for once and always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today. The Minnesota Wild continue to play pretty good. Uh, they, but uh, at the end of the day, in three games, they meet loved it. Two and one. Not bad, eh? Another good, strong week for the Minnesota Wild, at least for the most part. The Dallas game wasn't so great, but it looks like the, the better team won and this and that. But, well, that's the crappy part. It's kind of like a reality check, and hopefully Minnesota can at some point... Uh, improve and be actually better than the Dallas Stars. I had a feeling it actually could have been a pretty tough week considering you had Dallas, St. Louis, teams like that, and of course even Tampa, but the Wild always do well against the Tampa Bay Lightning, which is great. Just get to the Stanley Cup Finals and do that. That'd be great, but yeah, um, we'll get back to that. We'll cross that bridge when we get there, if we ever do, but I hope we do someday. Three games to preview, or three games to review, three games to preview. Yeah, basically same thing. Dallas Stars on the 29th of... December. I hope all of you had a good New Year. Welcome to 2023 or 2023 or whatever year it is. Really appreciate you very much. Um, I'm going to try my butt off to not babble my head off because fan interaction is going to be massive today, which is a good thing, which is an absolutely good thing. So I'll try not to babble too much in these first two segments if I can. So (laughs) it's not the easiest thing to do. But again, you know, you don't want the show to be too long. And plus, I only have so much time to do it in the first place. So Got NHL uh, Network in the background. Apparently, Jackie Redman. Not bad. Hmm. Anyhow, <laughs> the Wild lose to the Dallas Stars. Uh, 4-1 to one in, in Dallas and actually at home. This was a home game. Uh, not the best uh, situation for Minnesota at the end of the day. I don't know. It's becoming a worse and worse matchup for the Wild. Guys like Jamie Benn and such are playing better than they were last year. Tyler Sagan had two goals in the game. Jamie Benn had one. Robertson finally didn't score a goal. So, yes, the Minnesota Wild prevent Robertson from scoring. But, unfortunately, uh, they still lose the game. Yeah, so it is what it is. 
Kirill Kaprizov had the only goal. It was an absolute beauty. Flipped it kind of from kind of from behind the net. Kind of sort of like angled a bit. About a, eh, I don't even know what the angle would be. 80 degree angle, whatever the heck it would be. From behind the net, I was able to put it on Jake Ottinger's back. That's the only way to get a goal past the guy, at least in this game. Uh, but it was a beauty. Just perfectly timed, angled, everything. So that was an awesome goal by Kaprizov showing the skill there. Marc-Andre Fleury would face 42 shots. The Stars were just better, basically. They had the puck more, you know, this and that, the puck possession and all that. And they simply outplayed the Wild pretty much from start to finish, I'd have to say. The Wild had some moments and all that, a few scoring chances, but it just wasn't the Wild's day at, yeah, it just wasn't the Wild's day. Uh, John Merrill did get credited with an assist. Otherwise, Tyler Sagan scored on the power play. Wyatt Johnson, and then Jamie Benn on the power play, so the wild penalty kill, not the prettiest thing ever. It hasn't really been most of the season, unfortunately, and then Sagan was able to get an empty netter late, his ninth goal of the year. Eighth and ninth goal for him, Jamie Benn is 15th on the poor play, unfortunately, and I don't know, the Stars just kind of outplayed the wild. They just did, they look like the better team, and I don't know. Every time you think the stars are old, washed up, or whatever, or, and with with a few young players, the few young players step up, and then the older veterans uh, step up as well. So that's Dallas. Uh, they got to the final just a couple of years ago. Who knows? Maybe they'll be back in the final again this year. Not predicting them to win it all or anything crazy like that, but I don't know. You never know. Mm. Yeah, Canada and the USA, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, we'll keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it kind of figures, doesn't it? Well, yeah, frick. Anyhow. Oh, looks like... Yeah, then again, what do I know? Minnesota beat the St. Louis Blues 5-2. to Minnesota beat the St. Louis Blues 5-2 to in a game in St. Louis. A lot of us that have been, you know, that have been <clears throat> paranoid or unhappy with the Wilds play versus St. Louis... Pretty much were like, okay, show me, you know, step up and get the job done. Finally win a game versus the St. Louis Blues, especially in St. Louis. Why not? I mean, they're out of the playoff picture at the moment. Take advantage, get the win, and the Wild did this time around. A 5-2 to two victory in San Louis. Matt Dumba, who, <laughs> who was caught sleeping against Tampa, but was able to rival run in off a Zuccarillo pass, a well-timed pass, and a quick release by Matt Dumba out there uh, for his fourth goal of the year. Sam Steele would get the second assist. Hartman, though, a couple of goals in the game, which ultimately were, uh, would one of them would be the game winner. The second one, unassisted, getting the puck away and scoring. Hartman had a very, very strong game against the uh, St. Louis Blues when a lot of us were kind of like, yeah, he's not been good, and yeah, he's not been good, and uh, generally speaking, up until this game, like kind of up and down, he'd have some moments some people say uh, there, there. I guess there's a debate nowadays about uh, which one is more more worthy to keep, Steele or Hartman. I'm not sure. I I guess Steele at the moment. I'm I'm guessing Sam Steele at the moment. He's a little younger and that does help. But both of them, honest to God, are a bargain at their current price. So there's no doubt about that. As you come back and forth of that, so it's like. They don't want to be in any, ru- any rush to trade anyone. Uh, Sam Steele's not even making a million a year, but he's a restricted free agent with the, uh, you know, with the hammer in the offseason. So we'll see how much he's going to demand. Only 24 years of age. Mason Shaw, same thing, same age, and making a little less. And uh, you know what I mean? The old restricted free agent with the, the hammer. Yeah, you know, arbitration eligible. Uh, Ryan Hartman, he's actually on the final year of his. Uh, no, 
I'm not looking at the right person. I apologize. That's Ryan Reeves, the other Ryan. Ryan Hartman, 1.7 with two years remaining. Yep, and that's what I thought. I was like, wait a minute. He's got a year left, doesn't he? So, I mean, it's a bargain. It's a bargain of a deal. You should be able to get uh, good value if you wanted. But again, as we head into salary cap hell, that's sort of kind of sort of what you want. People on a bar uh, bargain. Yeah, it's the U.S. lost six to two, and yeah, sucks. It sucks six to two to Canada. Canada just God all the time. But it is what it is. That was the semifinal. So yeah, crap. Anyhow, well we've won before. Canada wins too much, especially in the Olympics. It's like every single year. Kind of is what it is, but we'll move from that. Again, a nice, fun game versus the St. Louis Blues. The Minnesota Wild showed up to play. Bennington wasn't so hot, and that's good. Uh, the Wild wind up with five goals. Last one was an empty netter by Jordan Greenway, where he looked like he hurt himself a little bit as he was kind of reaching for the puck. I don't know, maybe like ankle a little bit or something. Spurgeon was able to get the assist on it. Again, kind of getting the puck in the Greenway's area. Greenway able to finish close to the net. Again, kind of reaching with his long with his long arms and all that. His long body. Getting his second goal of the year. Only two goals all season for Jordan Greenway. And it had to be on an empty netter. But, oh well. You know, I mean, we're happy that uh, Jordan Greenway was able to finish in a very, very... A very, very uplifting victory for the Minnesota Wild. And again, it's nice to see Ryan Hartman being a factor again, scoring a goal and of course scoring a couple of goals. And Jordan Greenway actually did have two points on the night, also added an assist. So again, a nice, solid, you know, feel good type of victory for the Minnesota Wild. Spurgeon got his fifth goal along the way. Eck was able to get an assist, and Zuccarello always gets a point every single night. Zuccarello is going to factor in the scoring one way or another. He's had 40 points on the season in 30 games. 37 games, pardon me. Even at 16 goals, which is second on the team. Zuccarello, 16 goals, second on the team. Pretty amazing. Uh, Erickson X still on pace for a career high, and Matt, Matt Boldy right there with him. Same exact numbers, pretty much, except one more assist and one less goal, which is kind of weird. But, oh well. Um, it's, again, <laughs> it's again nice to see Erickson X getting assists again. As For a while there, he was getting more goals than assists was Erickson X. So, I mean, you figure, you figure he'd have a few more assists than he had uh, before. Addison's now at 19 points. He continues to be a huge factor. He's the fifth leading scorer in the entire Minnesota Wild. Actually, Spurgeon, too. He's having a pretty nice year offensively, considering. Um, yeah, 14 assists to go with his five goals. Jared Spurgeon at 19 points. Has he had some quiet years offensively? Uh, kind of, again, almost just kind of staying back. But then again, I guess he did have 40 points last year. So that was the first year where he kind of really got going again. Um, 43 points back in 19, uh, 18, 19. And then he was like 32, 25, stuff like that. But again, obviously shortened seasons and such. So that has to be a factor. But only 65 games last year and 40 points for Spurgeon. So that definitely counts for something. That's pretty pretty productive. Uh, so might have, had, might have had 45, 50 if he played a full season. Spurgeon again, multi-point game for him against the St. Louis Blues. Just the Wild, just kind of. Other than the opening goal, about midway through the first period, or early in the first period, actually, about six minutes in, you kind of had a feeling like, ah, oh, here we go again. St. Louis is going to beat us, and then it just kind of the tide just kind of turned, and the Minnesota Wild got the job done. Uh, I'm bouncing everywhere here. Marc-Andre Fleury faced 29 shots and was able to stop, obviously, well, faced 31 shots and was able to stop 29. The Wild put 31 on Bennington as well. And Bennington just wasn't as good as uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. He hasn't been good most of the season. 
And again, last year he wasn't all that great either. The, uh, you know, that's why you know Huso was the starting goalie in the postseason, and he was damn good all year. The Wild had solved him, and then Bennington ended up being a hero and helping beat the Wild. But after that, St. Louis didn't do a whole lot. The, the Bennington magic has faded. The shine has come off of Jordan Bennington, it's safe to say. We'll move on now to the Tampa Bay Lightning game, which was, uh, again, another really nice game for the Minnesota Wild that had us all feeling great. The first game of 2023 had to wait four days to get there, but we got there, and the Wild beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 5-1. to one. Very, very nice win for Minnesota in Axel Energy Center. No Vasilevsky, it's Brian Elliott, who would give up four goals and 32 shots. Philip Gustafson was outstanding, outstanding as those might say. He faced a lot of shots, 35. Uh, the Braden Point goal was extremely frustrating. It dropped a J.C. bomb from uh, <laughs> Dean Everson. Matt Dumba was pretty much caught standing there, pretty much. It's like Point was just kind of rolling in from the point. He was just kind of coming in, and he ended up getting a shot pretty darn close to the net without any real resistance from Matt Dumba or anybody else. It was just kind of like... You know, sure, it was kind of bang-bang and all that, like a quick player, but Dumbo completely was caught sleeping. You could tell that uh, Everson was frustrated. I don't mean to be a Dumbo basher, but sometimes, obviously, he's pretty mediocre at times. He, he gets caught sleeping a lot, and heck, we just talked about Spurgeon with his 19 points. Kalen Addison, at 19 points. Dumbo, how many? 10. So, again, defense, not that great. Offense, not that great. Nothing to brag about. And he's played in all 37 games, knock on wood, just like Spurgeon. And Addison missed one. He was actually scratched in that game. So it's crazy to think. Addison and Spurgeon both leading the wild defensemen in scoring. Heck, uh, John Merrill is just two points behind Dumba, but, well, he's missed four games. Not that many. Obviously, starting out the season, Merrill's been good uh, in terms of staying healthy. Middleton's obviously the big physical guy. Gosh, Greenway only five points in 21 games. Mm. Brandon DeHame, what the heck happened? Jeez. Jeez. Seems like he's been out forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And, and, and Brodeen's not been an offensive guy at all this year, which is kind of strange as well because we saw some. <laughs> we saw that he has a little bit of uh, scoring touch before, particularly you put him on the power play, but. I don't know. It is what it is. When you have Kalen Edison on the power play, you feel a lot better, I think. And then Spurgeon obviously brings a ton of value as well. Uh, can do a little bit of everything. Hard to believe Spurgeon's actually 10 years older than Kalen Edison. Isn't that the darndest thing? So <laughs> it's crazy to imagine. Guys like Shaw, Doerr, I don't know. They haven't, they haven't factored in scoring in eons, it seems like. And Ryan Hartman's knocking on the door now. And 20 less games than Connor Doerr. <laughs> It's kind of funny, but good for Hartman to get kind of back in the mix of things in the St. Louis game at the very least. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But a fun, fun game versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Minnesota Wild went comfortably over a Tampa Bay team. Kirill Kaprizov, a couple goals. First one, a really nice redirect. I thought it was Spurgeon, right? It was Spurgeon. Was it? Nope, that was Boldy. What am I talking about? Of course it's Boldy. Yep, I remember now. Boldy was kind of putting the puck, well, he just kind of got it to Kaprizov, and it was a really quick one-time release on the power play. Awesome, seeing those guys playing together. You just love when they're on the power play, and Kalen Addison there is his 16th assist of the year, getting it to Boldy in the first place. Both of them have 16 assists, which is kind of funny, but great one-timer to Kirill Kaprizov. Uh, Erickson Eck with a great, uh, with, with a nice move off of Addison play. Addison pass getting the puck and open the scoring in the game. The Wild would get up to 3-0. Again, Addison with a nice shot. 
strong shot, nice release on his shot for the three nothing lead, and then point. That's when a lot of people were like, "Oh boy, don't let Tampa back in this game." We all know what they're capable of. Kucherov, by the way, with 41 assists now, which is just sick. 41 assists on the season. Hagel the bagel with 16. <laughs> I know I had to say it. And Bra Braden Lou Bel Belpedio point. Yes, Louis Belpedio. Braden point. We're gonna think about that until you know hell freezes over, which is unfortunate. It is what it is. Kaprizov also getting the empty netter to wrap it up, and Sam Steele finishing. That's where the Spurgeon uh, assist came in. Because I knew there was a play from Spurgeon. That was to steal, getting his seventh goal of the season. Again, is he this, you know, is he this valuable, super valuable player? Well, he's valuable. Is he, like, super good? No. People acting like, oh, he's so good. Eh, he's good. He's good. And that's kind of where I'll leave it. <laughs> you know, I don't see Sam Steele as, like a, like, a legitimate top six type of guy. But what the heck? On this franchise where we've struggled at the center position forever and ever, well... <sighs> He's doing a darn good job for the most part. So we appreciate what uh, Sam Steele has provided, and we really appreciate what Ryan Hartman provided last season and hopefully in the future. With that said, again, for the sake of time, I better get moving. <clears throat> the Mike Madonna Award winner for this episode, probably not the easiest thing I ever saw, but uh, uh, last week it was Jared Spurgeon. I think he's a strong candidate again. Uh, it was Jared Spurgeon on the Minnesota Wild Global anyway. Maybe it should be Spurgeon. He's been so valuable. It's either Spurgeon or Kaprizov. But, you know, Kaprizov can get it almost any week. Obviously, again, he's had some great plays. But I'm going to go with Jared Spurgeon. He's been so good the past, you know, two, three weeks. He's been really stepping up his game. And it's like he's really been creeping up that, the, the scoring numbers, really, with now with 19 points. He's been climbing up the ladder here. So, and obviously the intangibles he brings that I always talk about. For the longest time, he was actually my favorite player on Minnesota. It's almost impossible to not take a real caprice off. So it kind of is what it is. Uh, Spurgeon, though, yes. Jared Spurgeon will bring in the Mike Badano Award winner for this week. The James Shepard Memorial. I mean, it could be guys that haven't been scoring. It's all it's all Ryan Reeves. He's terrible. No, he's not. Um Oh, yeah, there's one other thing about Gustafson at the end of the game, too. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of frustrating to see Shaw and Dewar not scoring anymore. It's sad. You know, Felino has been pretty quiet as well, even though he provides the physicality and such. But I guess it's let the other guys get the job done. Like, Jewel Erickson Eck has really moved up. Boldy's value is what it is. So, but Felino plays the plays a forward position. You're hoping for some offense there. Um, so, it's a little frustrating. Dumba, that, that, I don't know, he was caught sleeping. That was really frustrating. I don't want to bash and harp on Dumba, at the, but at the same time, I mean, things like that can bug you a little bit. Uh, the Dallas game in general was yucky. I don't think I really have a definitive player right now to give it to. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> maybe Mason Shaw for getting suspended in the first place. Or, you know, and it's it's sad, of course, also that Walker, yeah, Walker had a goal taken away versus the Stars because somebody was offside. So that's another major frustration. Um, I don't really have a definitive player for that this week. So I'm going to probably, I don't know, it's going to kind of like be a committee, like Shaw Dewar for not, you know, for just not really factoring in the scoring at all. And I know their roles don't allow that at times. It kind of is what it is when you play a minimal role. It's hard to really score. It, it kind of is what it is. You're not really in opportunities all that much. So, 
and then Dumba, I don't know, he's frustrating at times as well, obviously, again. So it's kind of like a committee this week, and, and it's all kind of gentle. It's not a hard one. With that said, we'll take a quick break, and let's preview the games and keep moving. Back here on Brave the Wild, we got the three games to preview, but first let's hear from our sponsor, DraftKings, with the Hockey Podcast Network, of course. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Of course, that's the Hockey Podcast Network. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back to Brave Le Royal. Brave Le Royal, right? Okay, sorry. The Buffalo Sabres. All right. Cool to play the Buffalo Sabres. It's about time, right? It's about time. And this team has actually kind of plagued the wild. I remember in the past... They used to be one of those teams like, let's get things right. You know, that we've been struggling. Oh, cool. We're playing Buffalo this week. That'll help. Thank God. That'll help. That'll get things going in the right direction. Well, we'll see. Injury situation. Middleton was out for Tuesday's game. and Well, that's kind of old. And Marcus Foligno, that's old too. Why is it showing old stuff? How about the guys that actually are out? Like, uh, you know, Brandon DeHame. Where's Brandon DeHame? Brandon, where are you, buddy? Owen Power, so you never know. No timetable for Power's return to the lineup, according to Bill Hupp of the Olean Times Herald. Nice. Who's the number one team in scoring in the National Hockey League? The Buffalo Sabres? Yeah, the Buffalo Sabres are the number one scoring team in the NHL. They've been playing pretty well, 19-15-2. At least they have a winning record. Yes, they have Tuck. They have Alex Tuck, of course, the trade for Jack Eichel with the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Goals against the Buffalo Sabres are 20th. Minnesota's 19th in goals and 6th in goals against. This is the season opener of the series and the season finale because it's the Eastern Conference Club. will be an Excel Energy Center on Jan 28th. That is the, wow, that's the 15-year anniversary for Brave the Wild. Well, not Brave the Wild, but for my podcasting career, 15 years. It was born as uh, Paladino Live back on January 28th, 2008. Wow, 15 years ago already. Paladino Live, which I talked about the Minnesota Wild, Minnesota Timberwolves, Minnesota Vikings, and a little bit of Twins talk as well. I wanted to throw in stocks and maybe retro video games. So basically, guess what happened? Paladino Live split into several different shows, basically. (laughs) Yeah, it did. Um, Think about it. Every show I do now is a part of what Paladino Live used to be, or what was going to be in some cases. Hockey Talk, Brave the Wild. 
NFL, or like the Vikings, Purple Mafia, Timberwolves, Timberwolves Explosion, some stocks and maybe some, some, some mixed in opinions, freedom of thought. Yep, I don't really talk about stocks that much, but a little bit there. And <laughs> retro video games, video game flashback. DuckTales came out recently, and uh, let's just let the cat out of the bag now. Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past is the Super Nintendo game that is going to be reviewed on video game flashback. I'm actually going to split it into three parts, and the third part will have the uh, feedback section. Well, so the or feedback segment, basically. So basically the first part of the game, part one kind of the middle middle part, you could say part two, and the final stages and feedback will be part three. <laughs> Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. So I'm going to release them maybe like a week apart. What the heck? I'm going to release the first one. It's been done for a while. Um, I was debating on what to do, make one big show or not, but then I'll release it. Uh, you know, I'll release that one probably in the next day or two just to get that, that, that thing going. I wish it could all be just on one show, but it's too big, so... I know it might be annoying to give you like a three to, or like a four or five hour episode. Imagine if Brave the Wild was four or five hours. Three hours is probably the limit. Me and uh, <laughs> me and Derek Felska reached that uh, last summer. That was a fun show, and man, it it really was. The only shame was it was so beautiful outside. I wanted to get the heck out of the apartment, but we did a great show. So anyhow, back to the Buffalo Sabers. Apologize, but sorry. You're probably like, really, Joey? Really, you're gonna get into that now? Yeah, it's all because I saw the 28th, so it's just crazy. Sorry. Buffalo Sabres, I am sorry. They had a game postponed versus the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, then they defeated the Detroit Red Wings 6-3. to Detroit's dropping off a bit. Boston's the best team in the league, and they lost 4-3 to Buffalo. Impressive in Boston. Impressive. Buffalo then loses to Ottawa. That's just so... But I suppose New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, that's cruel. Really? Really, National Hockey League? How dare you do that to the Buffalo Sabres? That's mean. So, that's kind of cruel, so I guess I could see that happening. Jeez. At Boston, at Ottawa. Wow. So, it's no wonder they lost that one. And then they beat the Washington Capitals January the 3rd. Don't look now, but, uh, yeah, and Buffalo's looking good, and I like them. (laughs) I like the Buffalo Sabres. Go Sabres. It's nice to see a team like Buffalo doing well. It really is. Number two power play in the National Hockey League, 12th for Minnesota, 25th penalty kill, so that's their weakness, you could say. And the Wilds is 14th. It felt like it felt like 32nd, though, the other day. Penalty minutes, the Wilds are still 32nd. They can't stay out of the bleeping box. Come on, guys. Better discipline. Let's go. Buffalo, 7th. Just listen to this number. Are you ready? Minnesota Wild have... Okay, let's start with Buffalo first. 305 penalty minutes, right, for Buffalo. Seventh in the league in terms of, like, least, least. Like, number one is the least, right? Minnesota Wild, 485. Are you fucking kidding me? Really? I mean, it's like it's like not even on the same planet. Like, what, what is that? <laughs> That's horrible. Next, uh, <laughs> Buffalo Sabres. Well, I mean, you want to believe the Wild can win this game? Craig Anderson's the goalie? Really? Craig Anderson's the goalie, huh? He's like my age. I'm 43. Craig Anderson, maybe he's a year younger. I can't remember. I, I remember he's really, really old. That's weird. Craig Anderson? 2.61 goals against average. Well, that's why they're not so great the Nets. I mean, they're, you know, I, I don't know. Buffalo hasn't had a good goalie since Darren Poopa. No, since Dominic Hasek. Darren Poopa was even before Dominic Hasek. I like that guy. He was good. Darren Poopa. <laughs> Funniest name ever. Tage Thompson. What a stud. 
30, 30 goals, 30 goals. That is insane. Uh, it's like New Year week, basically. And he's got 30 goals. Jeez. Not to mention 25 assists. 55 freaking points. Jeez. Alex Tuck, I think yeah, that was last year that he missed a lot of time. This year he's been healthy. And wow, 42 points in 36 games. Alex Tuck is making that step forward to uh, becoming a hell of a player. Obviously, Jeff Skinner having a renaissance. Remember him? Jeff Skinner, all those good seasons with Buffalo and such. Uh, 17 goals, 22 assists, 39 total points. Rasmus Dolan continues to get better and better and better. Remember that guy who obviously was a very highly touted player and then kind of took forever to get better. Well, he looks freaking good now. 39 points in 35 games. Great offense. Yeah, who needs Jack Eichel when you have the best offense in the NHL, eh? So it kind of is what it is there. Um, <laughs> it's funny when you think about all that. Tage Thompson, uh, yep, he was a St. Louis Blues pick. 26th pick. Proof you can get a really nice player late in the draft. Let's go, Liam. Let's go, Liam Ugrin. Let's go. Let's go, Liam Ugrin. <laughs> somebody like that, uh, uh, you know, Daniel Yurov, hopefully. Hopefully somebody like that ends up being like a Tage Thompson level offensive weapon. Maybe people are shaking their heads and laughing at me right now. Casey Middlestead finally kind of showing a pulse, obviously. Uh, the last couple of years, not so much. Seven goals, 13 assists, 20 points in 36 games. So he's headed in the right direction. Tyson Jost, well, he finally has seven points now in 18 games. Uh, but he had like one point in 12. So that's some progress. All right, Tyson, keep it up, I guess. Kyle Oposo, the gopher, the gopher uh, you know, sellout, whatever the heck you want to call him. Uh, 16 points. He had six goals and 10 assists in 20, uh, 26, 29 games so far. Pardon me. Victor Olofsson, yeah, obviously he's had a decent career. 13 goals on the season. Good for him. <sighs> this one feels kind of like a funny game. Mm, mm, mm. Does Buffalo have to play a back-to-back? No, they don't. Gosh, they don't play since Washington. So unless they're kind of rusty and all that, I got a feeling Buffalo's going to beat us. I got a feeling. They've had a good history against the Wild. They have, especially when they weren't real good. They'd magically beat us. So, uh, yeah, it is it is what it is. I think the Buffalo Sabres beat the Wild. for The one thing that could help, obviously, is the not-so-great goaltending. But Craig Anderson's been a pain in the butt for the Wild in the past. We've beaten him, and he's been mediocre as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. They need a long-term solution at goal, and we'll talk about that some other time. Uh, but I think the Sabres beat the Wild, let's say, like 4-3, to three, unfortunately. That's my guess. Four to three. I know Alex Tuck. There's a pretty good chance he's going to score against Minnesota. Thompson obviously is a threat to score anytime. Man, they are an offensive force. Their defense is pretty mediocre. That's why it could be a high-scoring game, like five to four, five to three. Maybe Buffalo wins in like OT or something, or or uh, you know shootout. But um, maybe the Wild get a point out of this at least. But I do think Buffalo wins the game. Most likely guy to score for the Minnesota Wild is going to be Marcus Foligno, scoring in his his hometown. Why the hell not, right? Marcus Foligno. Minnesota Wild will play the Blues again. The St. Louis Blues. In XL Energy Center. These are all, both ESPN+. Plus. The Buffalo game is on Saturday, right? Yep, so you got two more days off. Jeez. And then back-to-back. Saturday, Sunday. Mm. Going from time off to working overtime, right? I'm just teasing. St. Louis is one game of a 500, fifth place in the the Central Division. 
Ryan O'Reilly, he has been mediocre all season, and now he's on injured reserve, supposedly. Yeah, he's on injured reserve. I'm Sometimes I don't trust his injury report because it's like, oh, he's out, he's out, and then, well, there he is, like Felino, Logan Brown. Uh, but, yeah, apparently Ryan O'Reilly, injured reserve on Jan 2nd. Logan Brown, an injury in practice, and will miss the Blues' upcoming road trip, according to Tim Tom, uh, Jim Thomas of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. So we will not see Logan Brown against Minnesota. Vladdy, bad Vlad Tarasenko, injured reserve as of uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah, so that was against Minnesota. Yeah, yep. Oh, yeah, and I forgot to talk about Gustafson. It looked like he got hurt at the last minute, basically, or last couple minutes against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Apparently, uh, according to Dean Evison, you probably heard this already, but in case you didn't, that he went to the locker room and puked his guts out, so or his brains out, or whatever the word. That's what he said. Sounds like guts rather than brains, but um, hopefully he's okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe he was suddenly sick or something. Who knows? But I'm not sure what would cause that or what the heck. Hopefully there's nothing serious, but it, apparently it's not really an injury. He just had to throw up. I don't know. Don't know what the reason was, so uh, we'll find out, I guess. <sighs> Nasty. St. Louis Blues out of the playoffs right now. 22nd in goals. 25th in uh, goals against. Power plays 13th. Penalty kill is 29th. Again, take advantage of that. The Wilds power play is 12th, which is pretty decent. They're the best team in the league in not getting penalties, and the Wild are the worst team in the league in getting penalties. Yeah, so they stink at getting penalties. They're, it's almost double, basically. The Wild have almost double the penalty minutes that the St. Louis Blues have, so interesting. That's kind of weird. You know, St. Louis historically is a physical, nasty team, but not so much anymore. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how things go here. This is game two of the four-game season series, January the 8th on Sunday, March 15th, Wednesday in St. Louis, and then wrap up the season series in Minnesota, St. Paul anyway, April the 8th on a Saturday, when the weather should be significantly nicer than it's been the last uh, couple weeks here. Either super cold or super snowy or both. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, there's, a, there's a candy coating of snow everywhere as I look out the window to my right here, which is, would be east... Uh, here in Golden Valley. Um, yeah, it's really pretty and everything, and the sun's finally coming out, thank God. Oh, gosh. The sun is just choking to get through the dang clouds that last, like, forever. But, oh well, it's the darkest time of year, and finally we're going to break through that as, we had it, as we're now in early January. Usually things change. St. Louis is 2-3 and three in their last five, losing to the Golden Knights 5-4, to four, losing to Toronto 5-4. to four. <laughs> That's funny. Um, four four days off in between, or three days off, whatever. Chicago, they beat the Blues. Classic rivalry. Blues and Blackhawks. Classic. Classic. 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever the heck it is. 2000, whatever. Classic. Oh, <laughs> Chicago State, Lewis. Yep. Lost to Minnesota, of course, 5-2. to two. And then Toronto. They beat Toronto in Toronto on January the 3rd. 6-5. to five. Well, all right. Hopefully the Wild can beat the Blues 6-5 to five or something. Or four to two, or four to three. Um, I'm gonna pick a, I'm gonna pick a four to two win for the Minnesota Wild versus the St. Louis Blues. The most likely guy to score in the game will be Matt Boldy. Matt Boldy continue to score, light the lamps up, and the Wild defeat the St. Louis Blues to take a two nothing series lead, guaranteeing at least a split. In my opinion, maybe the Blues get a point out of it. Um, yeah, Jordan Bennington's averaging about, he's averaging like three and a quarter on the season in goals against. Save percentage, 89, but he's got two shutouts, which again smells inconsistent. Thomas Grice has been not good. Uh, 
3.55 goals against, and of course, no shutouts, but a better save percentage of about 90. Jordan Cairo's been the best player on the Blues. It's plain and simple. Other than Robert Thomas's 26 assists, Jordan Cairo is leading the club in pretty much everything else. Uh, okay, Braden Shen's got 21 assists also. Good for him. 18 goals, 19 assists, 37 points in 35 games. Really love what Cairo has done for the Blues. And, yeah, good for him, obviously. Ryan O'Reilly's out for, you know, apparently he's on injured reserve. We'll see what happens there. 10 goals, 6 assists on the season in only 30, or in, in 37 games. That's not an only. And he's a minus 28. Ryan O'Reilly's fallen off the face of the earth, if you're a Blues fan anyway. Tarasenko, you know, it's good, good, but not great. You know, he's on pay, he's, he's, he's basically got Boldy numbers, which again, good, but not great. You know, it is what it is. Just kind of like a good winger, a top six winger, but not like this superstar, like a Kirill Kaprizov, or even what Kyra is doing, you know, like that next level in between. Tyler Pitlick, Minnesota ties, of course. One goal, one assist, and the other Minnesota tie is Nick Letty with 11 assists in 38 games. At least he's playing and playing all the time, but, you know, not major production for him. The Wild do win and defeat the Blues. I had the Wild losing to Buffalo, right? Uh, New York Rangers. Oh, crap. Not the Rangers. Yeah, this could be... A, we might get Pete Love this week. I think we are. I think I think so. I think both of the New York games... Why do they do this, anyway? Well, I go from the... <laughs> Buffalo... Isn't, that is the schedule, right? Buffalo, New York. Yeah, Buffalo, New York, to St. Louis, to New York City, basically. What for? Come on, have mercy. That's too much travel. That's What are you doing? And then at least we stay for a New York two-step to play the New York Islanders coming up. Isn't that? That's uh, Thursday, though, right? Yeah, so that'll be on next week's show. New York Islanders, classic. And, yeah, they're they're doing okay. 21-15, certainly better than last year. Jeez. The Rangers destroyed the Wild in the season opener. Let's not forget that. 7-3. Oh, God. That was an awful game. It was like, all right, here we go. Uh, 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 yay. Well, at least we're at least hockey season's back. <laughs> we only gave up seven goals. It's it's okay. It's just seven goals. It's just it's, it's only going to happen once. Flush the game. Oh, it happened again. Yeah, yeah. It was an awful start to the season. <laughs> it really was. Three three and two in their last five. That pretty much sounds like the Rangers, doesn't it? They're good, but not great. They're, I don't know. I mean, that sounds like what they've been lately, anyway. They're always going to be a threat, of course, and, and they should be. Uh, what, but they did get to the East Final, right? So they're a threat. They beat their cross-town rivals, the New York Islanders, 5-3 to three on December 22nd. Sh- got shut out by the Washington Capitals. Wow. Did Darcy do that one? 4 nothing mm. In New York, by the way. Lost to Tampa, who, again, that sounds familiar. Boy, I bet New York in general, New York hockey hates Tampa, right? Because they knocked the Islanders out, and then they knocked the Rangers out of the East Final. Ouch. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyhow, the uh, Rangers beat Florida 5-3. to three. We don't hear about Florida as much this year, do we? It's because Andrew Burnett's not coaching them. That's why, dang it. <laughs> Carolina Panthers, Hurricanes, whatever they are, 5-3 to three victory for the Rangers. So they've won a couple in a row at the very least. I don't like this matchup at all. I don't. Right, whether Ryan Reeves is on the Rangers or on the Minnesota Wild, I don't like the matchup. Maybe Ryan Reeves here will bring us better luck. I don't know. Versus over there. Rangers are 12th in goals. 19th in goals against. Or 9th. 9th in goals against. 11th in the power play. 12th in the 
penalty kill, 10th in penalty minutes. So those are all kind of good numbers, like upper third or so of the league. But nothing there, there's nothing about them that stands out like, whoa, you know, superior power play. Oh, wow, their penalty kills are unbelievable. You get the point. Uh, Sheshkatin is a stud, absolute stud of a goaltender. Shishkatin, uh, even Halak is a nice backup. His numbers haven't been good. Uh, he was better with Boston, I'd have to say. Um, he was better with Boston. He really was. Um, Shesterkin. Shish, I hope I'm saying it correctly this time. I've screwed it up a million times, and I deeply apologize to any fan that is, like, irritated or, I don't think I'm a dummy who doesn't know anything. Uh, he is 18-6 and six on the season, 2.43 goals against average, 9-17 save percentage. Adam Fox, the king of assists, with seven goals and 31 assists. But actually, no, Panarin's the king of assists. He's got 33 to go with his 11 goals. 44 total points. And I always have a trouble with Mika Zibinjad. Uh, Zibinjad. I always mispronounce his name. Ugh. I'm just like Sid Harmon, aren't I? And I apologize. 19 goals on the season. He's been a killer for the Wild. Capo Caco, kind of slow out of the gate. Lafreniere, slow out of the gate, obviously. They're still kind of Kind of like the guys in New Jersey. It took them a little while, but once they got going, whoa, whoa! It's just, it's just they just took off like a rocket. So I mean, that could be, uh, could be what'll happen with the Rangers. And obviously, you got the young goalie. You still have Panarin and Zibnjad. I apologize, Adam Fox. Guys, I got even Vincent Trocheck. Uh, man, nice veterans. And then you get some of the young guys to go along with that great goaltender. The Rangers could win a Stanley Cup in the next two to three years. They could. That's my guess. They could. Doesn't mean they will, but they could. Uh, you might see a New York Rangers and a New Jersey Devils Eastern Conference Final one of these days. Could happen. It, it used to happen. It did. It used to happen, remember? Early 90s, anyway. At least it happened once. Uh, great New Jersey team versus a, a better New York team in 94. I wasn't all that excited to see the Rangers win the Stanley Cup. I would have loved to see Vancouver win that one. Yeah, that's when their uniforms are freaking awesome. I don't know. Something about, I don't, I don't know. I like the Islanders more. You can probably kind of tell by listening to this show the last X amount of years. Just like one year, you'll you'll know. Like, I like the Islanders more. And I just let the cat out of the bag anyway. So, I just, you know, you just pick one of the two. That's how it works. The Jets and the Giants. It kind of, you know, whatever. Cubs and White Sox. I could go on all day with that. Um, New York and Montreal. That just sounds like a classic matchup from way back in the day, doesn't it? Could be any time, basically. <laughs> Original six, baby. Um, I think the Rangers beat the Wild, unfortunately. I think so. Three to two. I think they beat the Wild three to two, two to one, two to two with the overtime type of situation. Two to two with an overtime situation. We'll go with that. The Rangers beat the Wild. The Wild squeak out a point. Versus the Rangers, because the Rangers aren't great, but I just think they'll 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 beat the Wild, especially this one's in New York this time. Um, most likely got to score in the game is Kirill the Thrill. Kirill the Thrill will score against the uh, New York Rangers, but I think the Rangers beat the Wild. The Wild gets something along the likes of uh, maybe three out of six points this week. Maybe you get yeah three out of six points. I, I hope I'm wrong. Hopefully the Wild at least meatloaf it. You know, two, two, out of, uh, two out of three, you know, ain't bad. That kind of thing. That's kind of what the Rangers are. They're a two out of three type of team. And I don't know. I don't like the way things went with this club earlier in the year. I'd love to see the Wild get revenge, but I don't know. In New York, I don't know, man. I don't know. Minnesota going east usually isn't uh, the best. 
but occasionally it is. Rangers win, though, regardless. But I, the Wild, I think, at least squeak out a point versus one of the two New York teams, the Buffalo New York or the Rangers. They will squeak out a point with one of the two. So the Wild get at least half of the points uh, available this week. With that said, let's get to the prospects post-haste and uh, jump on that right now. Apologize if I'm sounding a little funky here. Ah, pardon me. World Junior this, uh, prospect that. Uh, this guy does this, that guy does that. I apologize. Liam Ugrin, let's open up with him. Oh, enough ads, please. <laughs> it's, like, it's like six ads now in like 10 seconds. Oh, anyhow, I apologize, really apologize for that. Liam Ugrin, yep, in the, uh, yep, for the World Junior Classic, he only had one goal in six games. But it is what it is. And of course, he had 14 points in 26 games in his actual regular season there. But one goal in six games, at least he scored one for, for, uh, Sweden. Let's keep moving here. Danila Yurov. Yurov. Danila Yurov. Yes. Yes, that's right. Uh, MHL, nine points in eight games. Very productive. And the again, I keep calling it this, but in case you're a new listener, it's the, it's the AHL of the KHL. Does that make sense? Like, you know what I mean? The KHL is Russia's NHL. Yeah. And the MHL is Russia's AHL. But uh, more than a point a game there. So that's a really good sign. That's that's a step forward. So deserves a, deserves a little hand, of course. And again, that nine points in 43 games is a hell of a lot better than zero points in 21 last year at the pro level. Now, to be fair, for the same MHL club last year, Yurov did have 36 points in 23 games. So he's actually, in a sense, he's kind of sort of a step behind in the MHL. Maybe he's frustrated and annoyed and taking his lumps, but uh, he was off to a mediocre start there. Hopefully he'll pick it up now, take off, and again, the fact that he has been scoring points in the KHL is a wonderful thing, at the very least. Continue, 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 right? <laughs> if humanly possible. Again, let's look at some of the uh, yep, the World Junior Classic players. Jack Pert. Jack Pert, love what he's done, obviously. Um, World, World Junior Classics, two assists in four games. Two assists in four games and 15 points for St. Cloud State University. Two goals, 13 assists in 18 games. Good for him. Um, I'm looking at the wrong... Ah, I'm so, so sorry. He played in the World Junior Classics last year, too. Three assists in six games this year as the uh, USA got to the semifinal. Three assists in six games. That's what I thought. I'm like, that ain't right. Nope. <laughs> I thought he had three points. So, apologize for my ignorance there. <sighs> That's Joey for you, right? Uh, I do apologize. Um, obviously, it's more the Czech and Slo- uh, Czechia and Slovakia guy that have been doing super well for the <laughs> for the in the World Junior Classics for the Minnesota prospects. It's been a wonderful thing so far for those guys. Apologize, I'm backing up here. So I thought I was. Bankier for Canada for Canada it's going to load. Really love what he's been able to do, generally speaking. Only, but, uh, yeah, but unfortunately, only one one point. Did I say he was going to be the biggest uh, the biggest factor in the tournament? Sorry, that's bad. Yeah, boy, I was off. Only one assist in six games, but it is what it is. 33 points for Cam Loops in 24 games, 20 of them goals. So definitely been a goal score for Cam Loops, but only one assist in six games for the World Junior Classic, unfortunately. David is David Spasek, yep, love what he's done, obviously. 
And I keep saying, love what this guy's done, love what that guy's done, sorry. But they do love what he's done. For Chechia, holy mother of Moses. Holy mother of Moses. <laughs> Three goals, five assists in six games. Eight points. This is a defenseman, by the way. Banker's a forward. Yes, Banker's a forward. Um, the defensemen have definitely outplayed the forwards. Holy schmuck. Holy schmuck. Um, unbelievable. Love, 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 love what I'm seeing here uh, from this guy. And again, it's another one of those, like they talked about on the soda pod, uh, at very least they could be trade ships if, if they're not like, because you can't keep everybody. You know, not everybody's going to make the National Hockey League. But, whoo, uh, off to a great start. Petrovsky from Slovakia, right? Yep, he's the one that's actually from Slovakia, not from Czechia. Not as good, but still very productive. Two goals and an assist in five games. I mean, hey, good job. You know, good job. Very, very nice. Uh, very, very nice. But uh, Spacek, Spacek is the guy. Uh, Spacek, Spacek. That's what I'm saying. I've been saying it wrong the whole time. Uh, David Spacek is the guy, though. When it comes to the best player for Minnesota, for the Minnesota Wild Prospects in the World Junior Classics, it's him. And, oh, my God, I, I love it. You know, love what he's doing. And he's a stud at the Q level as well, the you know Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. The fact that he's uh, already been playing in North America, that's awesome. So if you're going to keep one of the two, I think that's the guy. But obviously everybody loves Petrovsky as well. He is awesome. Maybe you keep both of them. Maybe you keep both of them. Petrovsky is a forward, so it's a different position. So, so <laughs> I don't know why. Sometimes I thought he's a defensive. But yeah, he's a forward, he's a center, he's kind of been both. Um, and obviously very solid for the Owen Sound attack. I think Spachek, though, that's a guy I want to keep in this organization, and I can't wait to see what he can do at the next level, at least at the AHL and beyond. I got a feeling he's going to be one of those guys. He's going to do well every everywhere he goes, and he's going to have a nice NHL career, maybe even a really good one. I freaking hope so, because it would be great news for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, normally I open up with the Iowa Wild. Maybe I'll head there right now. As you look at Michael Milne, the redhead himself, he's now got four points, two goals, and one assist. He added another point this past week. Good for him. Sammy Samuel Walker, again, another multi-point game. Obviously a, a stud at the AHL level and a guy that looks like at least an equal at the NHL level, at the very least. Sammy Walker is the best player on the Iowa Wild, bar none. He is the guy. Uh, 26 points, 24 games. He makes the Iowa Wild better, there's no doubt. But when he's on Minnesota, I think he makes the Minnesota Wild better. Not as much, but <laughs> you get the idea. Rossi, again, adding another point. He's now at 13 in the 13 games, 4 goals, 9 assists. So at least he's point at game level. Um, obviously outplaying most of the other guys. He's the second best player other than Joe Hicketts and Fogarty, guys like that that have been good. And Okay, to be fair, Nicholas Patan's been wonderful. But, you know, he's one of those quad A guys. Great at the AHL level, but... You know, struggled at the at the uh, major league level his whole life, unfortunately. Uh, Sweeney's finally back playing again. Oh, Nick Sweeney lives. He's now got six goals and two assists in eight games or eight eight total points in seventeen games. Finally back. He's played in a couple games and he's he's had a point or two here. So good for him. Damian Giroux's actually been stepping up a teeny bit. Finally getting to the double digits now. Two goals, eight assists at this stage. So there's still a chance for uh, Damian Giroux. He's 22. Um, obviously, <laughs> less than a point a game. He's a center. Uh, you know, it's going to be a tough, tough road, unfortunately. Damon Hunt with one goal, five assists. 
What am I looking at? Ryan O'Rourke, five assists on the season in 29 games. Uh, Wallstead had a had a really good game recently, giving up only one goal. So a very solid performance. His save percentage is uh, just under 90 now. It's, it's 899, so good for him. Actually better than McIntyre. And his goals against is higher as well. 6-7 and seven on the season, unfortunately. But, uh, yep, Jesper Volstead, if I'm saying it because I was saying it incorrectly, I apologize. Uh, off to, you know, he's, he's off to a good start to, to this year or the last week or so. He's taken a step forward. So all major respect to him. Simon Johansson, also one goal, six assists in 29 games for the Iowa Wild. Hunter Jones, let's look at the uh, Iowa Heartlanders just for a split second, mostly for him. 3.29 goals against average. He's 1-7 on the season. Save percentage, 88.7 in the ECHL. It is what it is. It, it, it is what it is. East Coast Hockey League, 3.23 uh, goals against average, like I just said. Iowa Heartlanders have not been good, and I don't know. Um, Hunter Jones was really nice at the AHL level in the short time he was there this year. Last year he struggled. This year it looks like he took a step forward at the AHL level, but I suppose very small sample size to really get too excited about that. Um, we'll see. Uh, Hunter Hate. Everybody loves what Hunter Hate can do. Yep, yep, there he goes. Saginaw Spirit. Now 7 goals, 11 assists in 18 games. He's been phenomenal for Saginaw. Already doubled his point total in 20 games of the Barry Colts. Sick stuff. So, good for Hunter Hate. Just a better mix, eh? Rager Lorenz. Rager Lorenz with the University of Denver. Still at four points in 18 games for him. Continue. And, of course, again, well, what do you expect? It's been Christmas slash winter slash New Year whatever break for them. Ryan Healy. Yep, he's missed. Uh, yep, he's, he definitely missed some games for Harvard this year. Only 13 one goal, five assists, and he is a defenseman, right shot defenseman for Harvard. Harvard. I know, I like to have fun with that. We already talked about Spachik and Pratovsky. Love what those guys do, but Spachik, I think, is Spachik might be the SOD for the Minnesota Wild, but then again, there's a lot of guys in this past draft. Hunter Hate is exciting. You know, Hunter Hate, yeah, I love what he, you know, you hope Ugrin and Yurov are both legitimate but Spachik, I got it, man. You can just, you can just see it coming, can't you? I, I hope it isn't. I hope it isn't just smoke and mirrors. And here comes the AHL, and it's like five points in thirty games. It's like, ah, damn. You know, I hope it doesn't wind up that way. Of course, again, the juniors and college, pretty much. You know, they haven't been playing too much lately. Carson Lambos with a big old mullet now. <laughs> Twenty-seven games, twenty-one points, still kind of struggling. He's, I don't know. I guess that's what they say. He's more of like a second-pair defenseman, maybe at the NHL level, where some of us were hoping he could be a top-pair type of guy. Well, I mean, 26th pick in the draft, though, so it's not like he was the fifth pick in the draft. If you get a, a, uh, a top-four defenseman rather than a top-two defenseman in, like, the top five, you have a right to be, like, ticked off a little bit. But I don't know. It's the later rounds, and, you know, there's only six spots anyway. In, you, you can make top four in any team. There's, you know, it's still a worthy draft pick, even late in the first round. So hockey is a, uh, it's tough. You know, you take a bunch of players, and some of them, a lot of them, wind up playing overseas or, or AHL or ECHL, God forbid. And I feel bad. I don't want to trash on the ECHL, but it, it's just kind of unfortunate what what it is. You know, it's kind of like a hockey purgatory because it's double A basically. Uh, in baseball, people develop 
from like A double A, you know, like rookie double A, maybe depending on how quick they're they develop and how highly thought of they are in the organization, like a Joe Mauer or something, from rookie maybe to double A to triple A. Others go from you know well rookie to A double A, a little slower. Hockey just isn't that way where they start off ECHL and AHL. Maybe way back they did, but like I, I don't know, it kind of is what it is. So. Maybe maybe Milne might wind up in the ECHL and maybe he takes a step or so forward and then comes back to the AHL. I could see something like that happening and maybe that could make Iowa a little better too because I bet he would do well there. So it kind of is what it is now that I've babbled even more. Already talking about Pert, Kyle Masters, 35 points in 33 games and he is a defenseman and like I always talk about, massive step forward offensively this year massive from 14 to 35 in half the games 29 assists and he's even got double the goals from three to six cool um love what he's done yeah, i keep saying that sorry that's probably getting boring to hear um saskatoon blades josh pillar has only played in 12 games this year but at least he's got a point a game good for him but again missing time unfortunately nate ben with 11 points in 27 games but he's a minus 16, so... <sighs> Sorry. 45 games for uh, Merit Kuznodinov. At least I'm saying that correctly. Uh, 9 goals, 18 assists, 27 total points, and he's a plus 9 on the year. Cool. So his plus minus keeps going up. And that should do it for now. That should do it for now. Looking at the prospects. So, always like looking at the guys and getting your hopes up about certain people. Spashek is, you know, he's the prospect of the, you know, he is the most exciting prospect, I think, right now, at least in the World Junior Classics. What a stud. You know, what a stud. Love what he's done. I said it again. I really appreciate. I bet you're so sick of me. I apologize. But really excited about what he can do. I think he's got a chance to be something. And I don't need to say love what he's done over and over about everybody, so I apologize right here, right now. I sound like a total idiot. It's like a habit, so. It's like a habit, like saying you know, you know, you know after every sentence. So, especially when you're thinking about prospects, you want to be optimistic. But a guy like Spastic, I am very sincere when I say I love what he's done. And his projection and all that, there is there is something there. Very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, and, of course, the NHL blood is in his veins, coming from Columbus, from the Blue Jackets. From uh, Yep, and I remember the name very well. So, that should wrap up this segment. Let's get to the big, epic, massive lightning round, <laughs> lightning round laden fan interaction segment coming up right here, right now. back here for fan interaction segment number three are you ready for some lightning rounds well kaboom let's start some lightning started here <laughs> at brave the wild is the twitter account and of course when you want to have a question comment whatever the heck it is hashtag btwman that way everything can be organized and it's just easier to do the show and you're more likely to have your comment question read Tom Hayen Lightning Round has returned. Welcome back, Tom Hayen. Welcome back, Tom Hayen, and there will be another Derek Felska Lightning Round. 
Love hearing from Tommy and really appreciate you. And I pressed the wrong button. Great. Anyhow, yeah, that's this is actually totally fine. Tom Hayen says, and of course he is local in Minnesota, passionate hockey fan, St. Cloud State University uh, alum, though. Okay, okay, I respect that. I apologize. I'm not going to get myself in trouble here. Can anyone with the Minnesota Wild organization please make it stop snowing? That would be nice. Ah, that is a huge, that is a good question. And yeah, well, the sun is there. Maybe Bill Guerin said, hey, Hey, no. <laughs> said something like, hey, stop thing snowing. You know, start swearing. I don't want to drop too many F-bombs on this show. So, hey, that. We're here to thing play hockey, and we can't play thing hockey when it's thing snowing and there's too much thing snow on the ring outside. Yeah, because the rings are beautiful here in Golden Valley, um, believe it or not. Some years, not so much. I think they're doing a great job, though. Right up the street here, Olympia, uh, Hampshire Park. Oh, I love that. Love that cute little park. Brian Herrera says, no more snow. Get it all out of the way now instead of March and April. Agreed. Yeah, because by then it's time for spring. Right now I'm looking at a very beautiful blue sky. I wish I could take a picture, but with the screen on the window, it's going to look like crud. So maybe not a good idea. Well, what the heck? I took a picture. It's not going to probably go on Joey's Weather Spy photos, though. But having that beautiful blue sky now mixed in with the snow, the candy coating all over everything. Looks like frosting on a cinnamon roll or something. <laughs> Anyhow. But, uh, yeah, there's an appeal to it. But at the same time, there's frustration. And this was the first time I did the, maybe the second time I officially did the bat signal. I hope it doesn't look like I'm plagiarizing Derek. I hope not. But Derek's still a very major part of the show. And, yep, and eventually, not too long from now, he'll have a major announcement to, to say. I'm just giving a little hint. I hope he doesn't mind me saying that. I was saying, does does the new year bring in uh, a Minnesota Wild question to the mind? Ask Brave the Wild and tag it, hashtag BTWMN, and ask as many questions as you'd like. And, of course, I've mentioned a lot of the familiar names, including Derek now included there. Again, so apologize if it looks like I'm plagiarizing. But, I mean, <laughs> sometimes it's the, <laughs> the big, biggest compliment ever when someone does that. And it's not meant as plagiarizing, I swear. I promise. So I apologize if it looks like I am. But uh, you know what I mean. He did, you know, really appreciate what Derek does always, and uh, the questions, and obviously he'll be on the show again, and and uh, I'll leave it at that. There'll be, <laughs> there'll be some more information coming up at some point about something. Anyhow, um, Tom Hayen lightning round has begun. Ryan uh, Rossi appears destined to be, pardon me, appears destined for the rest of the season in Corntown. That would be Iowa. Yep, save for some injuries with the big club. What's he got t- to square away to be with the big club next year? Again, like more more consistency, obviously more of a want to. It seems like that's what Bill Guerin's been frustrated with. Is it's like it's almost like he's just not not entitled, but something else. Like it's just kind of not really like kind of like now he he's not been a go getter really per se. Like say Walker, Walker's a go getter. He's also three years older, so he's probably a little hungrier. Like okay, let's go. Where Rossi, you know, for quite a while, he's been very highly touted. Obviously, I'm sure Rossi, you know, there is a go, go get him there. But maybe it's a lack of confidence at the major level yet. So that's pretty much what it is. And a little more, you know, obviously some consistency in production. But Rossi won't score points if he's not, you know, being on the attack more often than he's been. It's like kind of too conservative to start off his National Hockey League career. At least he's scoring points in the AHL. Next, uh, yeah, but no, awesome there. 
Uh, Brian Herrera says, no real question this week, but one, what game would you choose to play for the rest of your life if you could only get one and no sequels of it included? Ooh. <laughs> Spy Hunter for the Nintendo. No, 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 no. <laughs> Great game. And uh, that's another hint of to something coming up for a video game flashback after Zelda. Yeah, it's the next game. It's the next game after Zelda. I'm giving myself a break because oh, Zelda, like I said, it's big. It's really big and it's, you know, as fun as it is, it's a little tiring. So it'll be nice to do a little easier game after that. Ugh. Tyreek Hill and his freaking peace sign. At least you don't see too much of that in hockey. But I, I, I don't know. At every sports level, though, guys are a little cocky. You know, it gets old hot dogging and all that um, game for the rest of my life. Because I swear, any game could get old. That's the problem. Uh, let me think. Uh, let me. There are certain games that I play almost any time. Like Mickey Mouse Capade I like to play, but of course that would get old. That was a game and video game flashback. Oh my god. Secret of Evermore is way up there for the NES I play, or Super Nintendo. That's going to be... I'll do a review on that one not too long from now, I'm thinking. Um, that game has been underrated forever and ever. Holy crap. <laughs> Nothing's coming to mind at this second. <laughs> oh my god. One single game? That'd be really tough. Final Fantasy Adventure? Yeah, that's a game that's... Yeah, I gotta review that. God, I'm in love with that game. Zelda 2, Zelda 1. One game the rest of my life. Final Fantasy 4. <laughs> See, it's like anything would get old. That's the problem. It probably has to be some kind of an action type of game, like a Mario 1, a Mario 3. But even that would get old if you could only play one. Otherwise, there's games like Centipede, you know, like going way back in the day, classics like Centipede, Millipede. You know, you can only play it for a little bit and then kind of chill. I'm having a hard time. I'll come back to that. I hope I can remember here. I apologize. That's a, that is a really tough, really tough and really good question. Steve Snyder, hopefully something clicks in my head and I say it real quick. So, Steve Snyder says, uh, it will be, it will be moving days and weeks leading up to the playoffs. What teams will get healthy and move up in the standings, and who will fail? Can Dallas hold on to the top spot? Where the heck did Tate Compton come from? Yeah, whew, and he's one of the reasons why Buffalo is so good. Amazing season to this point. Yeah, you nailed that. And I think Tate and the uh, Buffalo Sabres are going to beat us, unfortunately. Who will move up? Who will move down? All that kind of stuff. I, I kind of like that. Uh, I do think, I hate saying this, I do think Dallas hangs on right now. They're pretty complete. And maybe I'll be way off, but... I do think they hang on and win the division, unfortunately. Hopefully Colorado is just kind of like a down year because they just won the cup. I hope so. I, I'm just, ugh, no, I don't want to see them. I want to say that Calgary's going to move up. I got a, now, now Winnipeg's on a three-game win streak. Boston absolutely stays where they are. They're, they're absolutely great. They, they, it's, you know, it's about time the Boston Bruins won another Stanley Cup. It is. Like a couple years ago, they were the best team in the league, and they got interrupted by COVID, and then they got knocked out in the playoffs because, obviously, they missed you know all that time, all the momentum they had. Just depressing. Who will move up? Who will move down? Um, Buffalo, I think, is going to keep moving up. I think Buffalo makes the playoffs. Detroit's, unfortunately, probably a year or two away, so it's not too surprising they moved down. 
New Jersey's been kind of dropping off a bit. Well, they're 3-6-1 and one in their last X amount of teams. Carolina's a Stanley Cup contender. I think they are one or two in the East. I think Washington moves down. I'm kind of, I know, they've been playing great lately, but I think Buffalo and Washington flip-flop. Dallas stays where they are. Vegas, Vegas is all over the place with the injuries, but hey, they're still number one in the West. Good for them. I think the Kings maybe move down a little bit for possibly a Colorado, but who's going to miss between Seattle, Calgary, Edmonton, Minnesota, Winnipeg? Who would miss for Colorado to come up and, and take over? Because I think St. Louis, Nashville, so on and so forth, I don't think any of them make the playoffs. I don't think St. Louis makes the playoffs this year. They're not good. Um, Colorado is going to make the playoffs, so somebody else is going to have to miss. I want... <laughs> It's probably not Winnipeg. Probably not. Maybe the Kings. They're actually a minus five. They're the Minnesota Vikings of the Western Conference right now. Number three in the West, just like the Vikings are number three in the NFC right now, and a minus point differential. Even the Wilder are plus 18, which is fourth in the West, um, which isn't bad. Dallas is number one with 30. Winnipeg's number two. Yeah, they're not missing. Colorado. Oh, God. Sorry, I'm dragging this out. See, this is where I screw up and mess up the shows by babbling so much. I think Edmonton misses. They're kind of inconsistent. So Colorado, Edmonton, flip-flop. Calgary, I think, makes it by the skin of their teeth. Sixth, seventh seed. And they should be they should be top three. Maybe Calgary actually replaces the LA Kings as the year progresses in the top three. There, there's so much talent on the Flames. There is just no excuse. So maybe LA is like seventh or so. Sixth, seventh, eighth. You know, maybe eighth. LA is eighth. Calgary... And Colorado are way up there, you know, three, four, five range. That's what I think. So, yep, there. Now that I made it so long, and I apologize. Good question, though. I think I like that kind of stuff. And Tage Thompson, yes, Buffalo makes the playoffs in the East. Who did I have missing though in the East? See, now I backtracking again. <laughs> Who misses in the East? Washington. Yeah, Washington misses in the East. I think New Jersey does make it. I think they've made enough steps forward. Rangers have to make it. And I think the Isles make it, but you know, right where they are, about eighth, seventh, or eighth. And I think Buffalo is 7th or 8th. And Washington is oot. I think uh, Pittsburgh is out too, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I mean, the only team, well, maybe Pittsburgh knocks out the Islanders, but they're not going to do much in the playoffs. Buffalo makes it, though. Absolutely. They're plus 21. Buffalo's good, man. They're good. And yes, like you said, Tage Thompson, awesome season. Awesome. I love it. I love seeing Buffalo do well. Tom Hay and Lightning Route is in the his house. This is official this time. Walker, that would be Sammy, yep, started his journey to the National Hockey League playing for the machine at Minnesota, for the machine that Minnesota made. Is it safe to say that the machine is a superior product to the Minnesota Blades? Huh. Oh, the machine. Okay, I, I think I, oh, okay, I see what you mean. Is it safe to say that the machine is a superior product to the Minnesota Blades? I think so. <laughs> I think so. Yep. Uh, yep. The next one would be what would cause a larger meltdown on Minnesota Wild Twitter? Dumb getting an extension or walls being named permanent color man. <sighs> Dumb getting an extension. Dumb getting an extension. And it's nothing against him. It's just, it'd be like, seriously, are, are you kidding me? Especially with all the defensemen in the system. I don't hate Walls, really. I, I think he's okay. I know it probably gets old hearing about the, uh, the the eye test, pass the eye test, pass the eye test. 
I don't dislike Walls as much as some people, but and that you can always turn the volume down if you don't want to hear him. You know, it's bad. Anthony Lapenta, oh, you know, he, oh, he scores, you know. He's got a good voice, but he's not the, I don't know, something about him can bug the average person, I'm saying, or even the above average person. <laughs> yep, um, dumb about getting an extension, because I think that would be, you know, it's like, seriously, are you kidding? Uh, looks like there was a response below, so let's see. Emin Johan said, I'd hope Dunba extensions since I actually like Wes as the color guy. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning that way too. I kind of like him as well. Uh, Derek says, I can't agree with you there. That would be maybe the Wes part, right? Um, I'm guessing he means that. Doesn't like Wes, but probably wouldn't want... I don't think Derek wants Dunba back either, but maybe I shouldn't speak for him. Um, but at least from what I know, I mean, Dunba's not that great. He's not. His defense isn't good, and he's not providing offense either. Just once in a blue moon. Oh, he finally scored. Woo! Next, Tom Hayen, lightning round continues. Hypothetically typing, Bill Guerin has the opportunity to bring in a legit, uh, legit, a legit top six, that's my fault, center before the deadline. The money can all be worked out, and it wouldn't be a rental, but he has to give up either Spurgeon or Brodeen. Who does he part with? Oh, boy. And after all the Nice things I said about Brodeen last week. After all the nice things I said about Brodeen last week, he's having probably his worst season in forever. And Spur Spurgeon, you know, I mean, he's having, he's heading in the right direction more so. Uh, probably Brodeen. Probably Brodeen. And I'm, I must sound crazy saying that. It would suck to give up one of those two to get a top six center. But then again, if it's a legitimate, like a legit, like you're saying, Probably Rodin. And then hope and pray to God that uh, Brock Faber is ready to go. Um, and then you figure out the other side of things where Brock Faber's a right shot, Rodin's a left, and I don't know. Surely you could figure something out, but Rodin is definitely having a down season, so I would go with him, um, which might sound crazy to some. And again, after all the praises I sang about Rodin last week, he has taken a step back. <laughs> Tom Hayden continues, says, For the Minnesota Wild fan base, would it be worse for the Snowflakes to win the Cup this year? Or the night lights. Which, which one is that? Snowflakes? Is that the avalanche, right? Who are the night? Oh, the Golden Knights? That's probably the Golden Knights, right? Uh, much worse to see the, the uh, avalanche. I'll take the Golden Knights 10 out of 10 times. And yep, so you're <laughs> For that one, it's not much a debate for me. The avalanche again? No. I'll, I'll take the Golden Knights to win. I would much rather see them win the Stanley Cup than the uh, Snowflakes again. Tired of the Snowflakes. If you do mean the Avalanche, I think you do. And the Golden Knights. Yeah, because Tom Hayen likes to have funny nicknames for things. Um, <laughs> and I... I uh, nicknames are fun. I like uh, I like when people do that. I'll take Golden Knights 10 out of 10. Derek Felska begins his lightning round and says, Should the Minnesota Wild try to pick up Jacob Verna, a speedy winger, with finishing ability off waivers, if we have a chance with the non-hockey issues? Does it sound too much like a Devin Sadaguchi situation? Maybe, unfortunately, and apparently, again, uh, according to Rome, he says, uh, Rome JG says he already cleared waivers, and then Derek says, ah, too bad. Yep, yep. Who's Derek? Oh, okay, it continues. So when Derek disagreed about the Walls thing, Walls Dumba thing, uh, mostly Walls, KF, KFAN Girl says, in the state of hockey, how we can't do better than Walls and Fallness is beyond me. Lapanta is amazing, however... Mm, I don't think Derek likes that one. <laughs> Derek says, I'm the Panther. Hard no. 
And Caveman Girl responds with, Really? I think he's good. Also enjoy him and Russo's podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, I can understand the... the yeah. Kalas Bo says, Nobody is lining up to steal Lepantha. Let's put it that way. Yep, I mean, I'm not a giant Lepantha guy. I don't, yeah, I mean, didn't, 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 didn't they rate, like, the Minnesota Wilds uh, TV, TV crew, like, as the weakest, pretty much? So, it's kind of true, unfortunately. <laughs> Walls is, uh, Walls doesn't bother me that much. Lepantha, yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan either. I don't hate him, but I'm not a huge fan. Um, but yeah, I've run out partly. Yep, he was picked up off of waivers. Instead of Gucci, was a huge bust. God, he had talent, though. Derek continues. Sammy Walker returned to Iowa and had a goal and an assist. Yep, just like that. And his first game back and has earned major kudos from the coaching staff in Minnesota and Iowa for his assertiveness. What current Minnesota Wild might he replace? Well, it's probably Ryan Hartman or Steele, I think. Otherwise, if Shaw continues to struggle, I think Dewar is a step ahead of Shaw. I I think so. I, I, I think Dewar's like more of a like he's more likely to stick around than Shaw. That it's just it is what it is. And then Shaw's injury history, I don't know, maybe he would have been a better player if not for that. Because, you know, that kind of thing might shorten his career. Like three ACLs is pretty serious stuff. Oh shucks. Almost hit the wrong button there. So it's probably gun to my head. Just looking at the current roster and everything. Hartman. Yep. I mean, it could be Hartman eventually. Steel, Steel, no, probably. They're probably going to keep him for now. Uh, it's between Hartman and Shaw. I'll probably say Mason Shaw at the moment, which it is what it is. You know, it is what it is. If Hartman's better, Hartman's better. Um, Felino's been disappointing this year. I can't tell you uh, he hasn't been. And then Reeves, if he wasn't so valuable as he's been and the team didn't take off the way they did, when Reeves got here, I would have said Ryan Reeves for sure, because yeah, if he was just kind of mediocre, you know, like he, you know, he's not an offensive player, obviously, but he does have value to this team. Otherwise, it could be a Shaw Reeves, uh, Shaw Reeves, Ryan Hartman, uh, Walker thing, you know, kind of guys kind of moving around. They, maybe sometimes this one's in, this one's out, that kind of thing, where three play, one doesn't, that kind of thing. It could end up being something like that. And obviously injuries, this and that, but if it's one player gun to my head, it's Mason Shaw, now that I've babbled enough. Um, but yep, nice thought-provoking question there, absolutely. Uh, Derek says, rate the Minnesota Wilds play-by-play man from worst to best. Mike Goldberg, Matt McConnell. I don't remember Matt McConnell. I don't know why. Dan Terhar and Anthony LaPantha. Goldberg is number one. Terhar and LaPantha? Terhar was adequate. I don't remember Mike uh, Matt McConnell. I don't know why. Was he short term? Oh God, Mike Goldberg's number one though. Even though he was a little bit, quir- he was kind of crazy and quirky, but he was he was really good. You know, he was really good. Uh, General Soreness says incredibly low bar. Fudge knuckers. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't. Why don't I remember Matt McConnell? I feel weird. I definitely remember Terhar. He was there for a while. And he was during that mediocre era of the wild. La Panther came con- con- conveniently right when uh, Parisian and Suter signed and the wild got better. And We were in the playoffs every year again. Terhar was kind of cursed, poor guy. He took over right when the wild were in that in-between era. Of course, we did make the playoffs a couple times, but didn't do jack. Even when we won the division championship, we still lost to the uh, 
uh, Colorado Avalanche, and then really went into the doldrums of nothingness land, and uh, oft injured Gabarik, and Dimitra was hurt all the time, and then left right away, and blah, 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 for the Canucks, and did way better there, at figures. I don't know. I, I don't think LaPantha's like the worst announcer. I just think he's kind of an arrogant guy, you know? I just think he's arrogant. Um, I don't think he's a bad announcer, just arrogant, you know, that kind of thing. And I don't like arrogant people. Uh, I don't remember McConnell. Shoot, so I'm going to have to kind of slice him out. So out of the three, I don't know why. I, I, maybe I would have liked McConnell, but maybe I'm an idiot. So LaPantha and Terahar, it's kind of almost like a back and forth. Okay, to be, I'll, I'll say Terhar second, Lepantha worst. Okay, I'll just go with that, because Terhar was okay, but sometimes Lepantha's better, I don't know, but I just don't like the, the person very much. Kind of full of himself, you know. Next, um, Derek says, who was, is the toughest player in Minnesota Wild history? Probably Marcus Foligno. Probably Marcus Foligno, I have to say. Up to this point, I'd say it's the Moose. Um, Matt Johnson was way up there. Uh, obviously, you still had... Uh, yeah, you had you had Boogie, you know, Derek Bugard. He was unbelievable. I'm going to go with Marcus Foligno, though. I, you, know, I, I, you know, I love what he's... Uh, yeah, I love, uh, he's definitely brought that... Uh, leadership and everything, so kind of it's a combination. Derek Landing Round continues. Has the NHL Winter Classic lost its uh, novelty? Do you think the league should consider making it a once every four years sort of thing to make it fresh and special again? That might be too much of a stretch. I, 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 I don't know, maybe it's lost it a little bit, but not too much. Every Once every four years might be too much of a too much of a gap in between. If you wanted to do that, maybe it's like every other year or so. Otherwise, I, I, I think it's okay if it's like just once a year. I think that's okay. I think I'd stick with that. That's the way I see it, too. So maybe, maybe you'd like it every four years. That would, yeah, uh, maybe. The problem is probably the matchups are kind of weak. They always come up with like something like, yeah, that's the matchup, you know. Or maybe they... they project like it's going to be a good matchup and then it ends up not working out, you know, something like that. So, and guys being hurt or whatever the heck and bad, or bad weather or bad situation. Uh, Derek continues, says, what three players, coaches or intangibles would make up the Minnesota Wilds Triforce, like Legend of Zelda? Okay, so Gabrick is the top, you know, Gabrick is the Triforce of Wisdom or Power or whatever. Triforce of Wisdom? Triforce of Wisdom, Jacques Lemaire. Triforce of power and courage, huh? Triforce of courage is Kirill Kaprizov. Triforce of power is <laughs> that's fun. I like that. Triforce of wisdom, yeah, Jacques Lemaire. There's no doubt because yeah, obviously think about what he brought. Power. It could be either one for Kaprizov, power or courage, and then the other player would be. <laughs> Triforce of Courage. Triforce of Power would be Kirill Kaprizov. Triforce of Courage. Should I? Uh, Jared Spurgeon. I, yeah, Jared Spurgeon. Triforce of Courage, Jared Spurgeon. Does that sound good? Is that a fun one? <laughs> Derek is uh, tweeting somebody. Okay, looks like we already got that one. Yep. 
Yarmer Yager, Yarmer Yager scored in the Czech Super League at the age of 50. How much longer do you think he will go? I can't believe that. Age of 50. This Maybe that's it. Maybe at age of 50, it's like, okay, I, I've reached my pinnacle. Now that I've reached 50, I'm guessing we're near the end finally. That's my guess. Um... Okay, so Derek also responded to General Soreness when he said low bar and turning on for all those guys. Uh, Derek says, I completely agree with you there. It's in the $1 DVD bin at the grocery store. I think I think Goldberg's a little better than the rest of them, though. It might be just because he's a little too quirky and silly that maybe turned people off. Jay Bushy, can, uh, Jay Bushy, welcome back, Jay. Love hearing from you. He says, when do you feel Greenway... That might be the other guy, actually, that Walker could replace. Because... Eventually, this whole grief line thing, it's its great, but if Greenway is not more productive <laughs> and can't stay healthy, that kind of thing, if he's not more productive, then what is he? Like Again, so that's the other thing. Like, two flipping goals all season. Two goals. So that's another thing that I could get kind of in a rant about things as well. So that's the other name I should bring up when uh, the whole thought about who would Walker replace it might be Greenway. I mean, he's Tyson Jost right now. 21 points, 2 goals, 3 assists. He's Tyson Jost. He might be worse. Sheesh. So, I mean, eventually, Jordan Greenway probably, I mean, at $3 million a year, that's a conversation. Don't you think? It's a conversation. Yes, the grief line, the chemistry, this and that, and da, 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 da. But I think Greenway is probably the weakest link out of that, don't you think? Even though Felino's been down this year too, but he's more productive than Jordan Greenway. You know, Shaw is more productive, Dewar is more productive, and they play on a lower line. So as much as I've kind of given them a hard time the last couple of weeks, so backtracking there, apologize. Greenway, maybe. Back to Greenway. Sorry, sorry, Jay. <laughs> you got me going there. When do you feel Greenway will start to be more of an assertive power forward and start taking the puck to the net to become a more consistent scoring threat? <sighs> All I have to say to that is exactly when, right? When. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. It doesn't look like it because it's kind of like when will uh, what's that pitcher former pitcher's name with the Twins? Oh, fudge, I forgot his name. Ah, uh, shucks. Well, the guy who was uh, the other really good pitcher in two thousand six. You know, there was Johan Santana, and <laughs> I'm blanking on his name at the moment. Francisco Liriano. But then again, it's not even like that. But yeah, when will Francisco Liriano get his head out of somewhere and actually be good again? After he had that, uh, you know, yeah, he was just, he just never seemed to become better. But that's even like probably a terrible comparison because Liriano looked like a, uh, you know, a superstar before he hurt his elbow, you know, with this weird pitching delivery, whatever. But it is kind of like that in a way. Like Greenway was pretty highly touted coming in, but it always felt like, you know, there's something missing and it's still missing. It feels like it's missing even more. He jumped up a little bit two years ago. And then, so much for that. That kind of thing, right? Uh, Derek is sharing another tweet. Yep, okay, that was the previous one. Lapanta's amazing, however. But no, yep, I appreciate that. Uh, Kalaspo says, I think Eviston is a good coach here in Minnesota, but where do the national people rank him? Top 10 coach or nah? I think he's a top... Uh, he's about there. Right in, kind of in the middle to upper echelon. I would say he's above average. I'd say he's above average, and he's had a good year. He's been more willing to make adjustments, where last year he didn't. And I guess with the Minnesota Timberwolves, which will be tomorrow's show, Timberwolves Explosion, Chris Finch is the one that's actually been weaker in that department, especially 
during the playoffs last year where he didn't make any adjustments and the, the Timberwolves were blowing historic leads, like historic level leads where we should have taken care of business with the Memphis Grizzlies last year. The Timberwolves should have gotten to the second round. There's no doubt. Where Evanston, people could probably say the same thing. The massive frustrations with the St. Louis Blues last year. Like, how do you not win that series? Seriously. Oh, sorry for that. That sounded weird. But um, great question. I'd say yes, considering he has he has been more willing to make uh, changes this year versus just kind of saying, stay the course, stay the course, stay the course. So I would say yes, top 10. But pretty much 10th, kind of right around there. He's not, you know, top top two or three or anything crazy like that. Um, oh, yeah, DeMar Hamlin has shown remarkable improvement. Oh, that's really nice to know. So, of course, that's the player. Again, that's a Purple Mafia type uh, issue. But breaking news, DeMar Hamlin has shown remarkable improvement. So, speaking of Buffalo, Buffalo Bills safety that uh, had the cardiac arrest for the sudden, basically poorly timed hit in the exact spot at the exact time, that kind of thing. That can happen to uh, even a Chris Pronger years ago with a slap shot back to hockey there. Um, remarkable improvement, so very happy to hear about DeMar Hamlin there. I had a feeling, you know, when he was hanging, when you, we heard he was hanging on and then you heard about the oxygen level improving, it's like he's probably going to make it. So that's great. Good to hear. So nice thing to wrap up the show with that. And yes, I, I think he's top 10, maybe anywhere from 5 to 10, I'll say. 5 might be a little high, we'll say 6 to 10. But um, I like what Dean Everson has done this year. hes You could argue he's better than last year, even though the team was great last year. But, yeah, a lot of things went correct, went right last year. With that, uh, that's pretty much, yeah, that's the end of the uh, fan interaction. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate all of you guys. Shout-outs to Minnesota Wild Global with Scott Cavendish, Chad Walski, Michael Fick, obviously, uh, Kathy Maine, David Abraham, David and Chance Caustic. Um, really, really appreciate all of you. Great, great page. Of course, again, MNW Prospects. Pavel Bennett out of Chechia. Yep, out of Chechia. <laughs> Just like our friend uh, uh, Spachik. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly this time, by the way. I haven't heard any complaints. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, really nice news to hear about Jamar Hamlin, by the way. Just had to bring that up, I know. Uh, appears to be neurologically intact. Yeah, because that's a big thing when you have a cardiac arrest. What do you think happened to Neil Nate Dog Thiesing? Now, he didn't get hit or anything crazy like that, but he had a cardiac arrest, and they didn't get the blood flowing fast enough, and he had brain damage and died. So uh, this is a, this, that's where DeMar Hamlin really connects to this show is because of Neil Nate Dog Thiesing. And let's just say uh, I'm partial to heart conversation as well. I'm just going to leave that right where it is. <sighs> Coming up around February 18th, we'll leave it at that. But... Uh, yeah, any type of thing you hear about, it goes to my, you know, it really, you know, my, my antenna really goes up. And um, Neil, Kurt Back, who listened to this show in the past as well, just an awesome guy, died the same way Neil did. Uh, was it two years later? Yeah, two years later, three years later. Just, you know, so to have it happen twice to two awesome, awesome, awesome guys broke my heart like you wouldn't believe, you know, it, it really did. Oh, so yeah, it's a big it's a big deal. So thank God for Demar Hamlin. You know that's great news, um, for the Demar Hamlin news anyway. And yeah, thank you, Lord. You'll live a long life. Um, back to the shout outs again. I apologize. Uh, Pavel Bennett, um, Justin Baki of the Sound of the Foghorn podcast. 
Justin Bakke. What an awesome guy. You know, I love love him. Um, big shout out to Minnesota uh, Locked On Locked On Minnesota Wild as well. Uh, Seth really appreciates you. Um, does a great job. Um, I, don't know, I keep saying um too much. <laughs> I don't want to forget people's names. Brandon Quast, of course. You know he's part of Minnesota Wild uh, prospects, MNW prospects, MNW young guns. Just awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, on Twitter and website and everything, Facebook, keeping up with the prospects better than I can. You know they do a great job. Derek Pelska at Crease and Assist does a great job keeping up with that as well. And yeah, like I said, it's got it's got something coming up. Uh, it's got something in the hopper coming up, and I keep babbling about it but i'm you know it's a you know hey I, i'm a supporter of it so <laughs> um what's another one minnesota wild nation patrick turner love you really appreciate what you do as well uh with that said i'm going to bid adieu to you now i better get going here <laughs> this has been a longer slightly longer but an awesome show really appreciate the fan interaction that was fun that was fun sometimes less of me just babbling about you know trying you know babbling about this and that let you guys kind of bring up topics and I just kind of go from there. So really appreciate all of you. Thank you. And uh, thank you for the lightning round, Tom Hay and Derek, uh, both of you guys, Colaspo. Nice to hear from you there. That was a really cool question. Jay Bushy, awesome question. You know, Brian Herrera, love, love you. You know, love hearing from you. Great question. Steve Snyder. Yep. You guys really uh, are huge pillars to the show and I can't thank you enough. With that said, uh, please do don't uh, please be willing to call into the show if you can. You're, you're with a, a audio submission. May, maybe it's just fine on Twitter, but uh, and maybe one audio submission, two audio submission here and there. It's it's fine. I mean, hey, it'd be fun. I haven't had one in a long time, and it would open up the fan interaction segment. Uh, all you do is open up your smart device. Every smart device has a free voice recording app. Just basically open it, press record, talk for anywhere from two to five minutes you know, about anything, you know, questions, comments, rants, raves, this and that. Uh, stop, and then you hit stop, you save it, and share it slash email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. I will then convert it into an mp3 file, thanks to zumzar with a z.com, or you can convert files like that to an mp3 file so I can get it on the show. Uh, otherwise, those of you that have written a positive rating, thank you so much. Anybody else that could on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, thank you for those of you that have. Anybody willing to, thank you, please and thank you. Really appreciate you, like, no tomorrow. Should I look at demographics for like three seconds here? I really should wrap things up, but I'll look real quick. It's kind of like another shout out to people out there. Uh, Finland. Finland is still second place. Norway, that sounds like Matt Zuccarillo. United Kingdom, Canada, Germany. Yep, thank you so much. Even Japan, Thailand. Uh, those are the countries. Super quick here. Regions like states and parts of other countries. Minnesota, number one. Florida, number two. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's Patrick Turner and, and others. Thank you so much. You know, so that's really cool. Florida, number two right now. California, number three. Ohio, number four. Wisconsin, number five. Nevada, cool. Iowa, Arkansas, yep, wow, Arkansas, isn't that cool, Finland, and then uh, Illinois, those are like regions slash, you know, parts of countries or states, cities, real quick, sorry if I'm taking this too long, come on, now I'm getting that, in. <laughs> Minneapolis number one, St. Paul number two, Pinellas Park number three, whoa, that's in Florida, Columbus, Ohio, nice, Reno, Nevada, Concord, California, Spring Springdale, Arkansas, cool, uh, Hopkins, Minnesota, Maple Grove, Minnesota, Helsinki, Finland. 
Welcome to Helsinki, right? <laughs> Thank you so much. Just want to let you know that uh, I appreciate you so much. That's why I wanted to get into that really quick. And uh, again, tell your friends about the show. Those of you that have, thank you so much. Anybody willing to, please do. Otherwise, we'll talk to you next week and go wild. (laughs) 